0: Hello and welcome to episode five of the Curious Friends podcast. We are coming to you today from Discovery Church of Colorado. If you don't know me and you don't know me, because this is my first time on a podcast mm-hmm. ever. It's my debut Mm. My name is Haley, and I am our women's pastor here at Discovery. And I'm sitting in with our lead pastor, Greg Lindsay. Greg is a native Kentuckian. I'm a native Alabamian, mm. so go south. You're in for such a treat today. Wow! <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> yeah. Greg is. Greg loves. Um, let's see. Greg loves mm. long walks on the beach. He <laughs> loves cold beer at night, preferably hazy IPAs. There you I believe. go. You nailed it. And. um Greg's a character, so if you've never been around him, welcome to it. Mm. Um, We're going to jump in today. We're going to talk about something that's exciting that's happening, our next adventure here at Discovery, and it's called City Hub. So, Greg, it's just me and you and Steve Mm Eller-Eller in the room today. And for everyone else listening in, what is City Hub? What can we expect? What's coming up in the future of Discovery?
1: Yeah, so, you know, City Hub is a is a dream that that has is long time in coming, really. It's um but really to boil it down to something pretty simple, it's our building. It's it's a dream that we are actually already unfolding for our for our building. Um as it plays out, you know, the thinking is how can our building be more of a hub of life for our community and for our city of Colorado Springs? It's a it's an awesome city and a fast growing place. And so, you know, we have this dream of this lobby that sits empty <clears throat> most of the week. Uh, 12,000 square feet of lobby becomes a coffee shop presence um, for people to come and work and and play and uh, have meetings that are conference rooms. We've got a few conference rooms that'll be available for people for meeting space that We're in process of talking to three or four different preschools about putting a full time preschool in our kids space, which is it was awesome and incredible space. We're excited about that. Um, Our venue being a concert venue, uh, an event venue for corporate venues. We've actually already hosted a couple of things here. And so, you know, that's the dream. It hasn't all unfolded yet. Uh, We're talking to coffee shop vendors. And so we still got a ways to go, but um, that's where we're headed.
0: Okay, so how did this get started? How did the dream of City Hub? I mean, I'm sure it just was, I'm sure I know God inspired it. When did that happen for you? How did that happen for you? Just tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we, when I got to Discovery in 2008, we were meeting a high school and mm-hmm. then rented a little 10,000 square foot uh, storefront space right in front of Costco and grew to 1,000 people in that little 10,000 square feet, which was pretty crowded. Yeah. Um, and we're able to buy this building that had been sitting in grocery store, sitting empty for eight years back in the end of 2013, and then moved in in 2014. And actually the vision came as soon as we were in the building, not too long after that and just kind of rallied the staff around. There weren't very many, very many of us at the time and said, Hey, God didn't give us this building to sit dark and empty as much as it is. And. Um, uh, it'll accommodate more than we're using it for. So what do you think if we started to open it up and you know, everything was brand new. And so right. there was a little bit of pushback from the staff, like, oh, you know, it's gonna get torn up. And so we just kind of paused it. And honestly, I let it sit for too long. But that's that's kind of where the dream started. It's just like, wow, this is a this is a really cool space. You know, our building, as you know, doesn't look like a church. It looks yeah. it looks more like REI. It's it's pretty cool. Uh, the Envision was inspired by Flatirons Church and Jim up at Flatirons, and um, our architects went up and actually looked at their space. And so um, it's it, it's a great space. And um, so we started Dream, even though we paused it, the dream never really left me. And then a couple of years ago, I was with a good friend of mine, a pastor here in town by the name of Ben Anderson, and he's doing some great work in the southeast part of our city, which is the most... I would say, underdeveloped and most uh, area of need in our city. His church's um, solid rock is building some um, affordable housing, 74 or 75 affordable housing units on their church campus. Mm -hmm. They created a CDC, and um, I was riding with him in the car one day, and he was showing me buildings in the southeast part of the city where they wanted to buy the building to create a community Center. There's, there's not a lot of coffee options in the southeast yeah. part of the city, and just a place for people to gather and work. And, and so he started to unpack the dream for me. And as we were looking at these buildings, and he's unpacking the dream, the thought that came to my mind was, why can't we do that? And so, um, we started talking about. It. Our elders have been talking about this thing for a couple of years now. What does it look like? And why can't we do this and dreaming about it and praying about it? and here we are. We're rolling and and here's where we're headed. It's not all in place yet, but that's where we're going.
0: That's cool. I think that um, you know, I've been at Discovery for about nine years now, wow. um, not all on staff the whole time, but when we were attending, the one of the first things that stood out to Josh and I was that discovery colors outside the lines. A lot, mm. and we're known in the city as the loud church, and we're known for a thousand different other <laughs> so known, things. Sometimes really good, and yeah. sometimes not so great. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we live in the tension of that, and it's yep. fun. But what does that look like for you? What does coloring outside the lines look like for you? And why is that exciting? Like, is it, um, is that we get to love with no strings attached?
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, you know. I just want to be clear, you know, we are different and in a lot of ways, and we have been called everything, you know, and I could go through the the long list right. and maybe that would be an entertaining podcast in the future, um, to capture some of those, but it's never been about being different for yep. the sake of being different, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to be cool or hip or rad or we're different. It's, it's about being different so we can make a big difference. And, um, it really, it's all motivated by Haley. It's all motivated by church in America is not working. The 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 old model is just not working. The days of build it and they will come, come and see. I think they're gone and they're yeah. they're over. And we got to continue to you know reinvent ourselves, which we're really all we're really doing. It's not coming up with the latest greatest idea. We're just trying to get back to what Jesus always intended for His church to be. So when I came when i came to discovery back in 2008 you know a little church 80 people meeting at a high school the dream was in a city like Colorado springs it's it's really it's really necessary too i just need to say that but was can we redefine church and christian for people can we change what people think when they hear the word church and christian and we want what we're doing with city hub to cause people who are unchurched pre-church pre-christian you know, anti-church to just pause and and kind of go, why would they do that?
0: Yeah,
1: why would they make that space available like that? And I think the big move that demonstrates the the out of the box, outside of the lines. There are other churches in the country doing what we're yeah. doing. I mean, we're not the initial pioneers of right. this, and we're trying to learn from them. I think one of the one of the key characteristics of what we're doing is is with the sign and actually renaming the building, the mm-hmm. COS City Hub, mm-hmm. and moving our church sign down around the corner where our office space is, that end of the building. So Discovery, it's not taking a back seat, but it's actually visually moving back a bit. You can still see it. Yeah. But City Hub, we're willing to put that as the label on the building. Because you know, even if you try to operate your church as a hub, you, as you know, there's lots of people. They're not going to step foot in a church. Yeah. Hey, there's this great meeting space or this great concert venue. Oh, it's at a church. Yeah, no, thanks. Mm-hmm. Depending on what it what what they want to do with that. So I, I think that um it's not for the sake of of being different. It's for the sake of making a big difference and making a statement about hey, we're for the city. Yeah. We're for all people in this city, not just church people. Yeah. So a little bit a little bit of the thinking behind where we're headed.
0: No, I love that. And I think it's it's exciting to know a coffee shop is coming. It's exciting to know a daycare is coming. It's exciting to think about the community that will be built here, especially by people who've never who wouldn't come into a church. Right. So what would you say then to um, to the folks who are just like I'm comfortable mm-hmm. with a church? Yeah. I'm comfortable with the discovery um, Church of Colorado sign on the front of the building. Yeah. I get squeamy when I feel like, oh, the sign has moved and we're labeled the hub and yeah. we're not, yeah. you know, like, are we someone else now? And just um, being uh, comfortable and the uncomfortable, right. you know what I mean? No, um, good. What would you say to those people?
1: Well... You know, and we've wrestled with this, and honestly, I wrestle with it. You know, I uh, we've had people on staff and people in, in our church, you know, we had our first event last week, and happened to be an event in the city where we hosted a lunch for some commercial brokers, yep. and the mayor was there, and the mayor spoke, And uh, but one of the things that we did was, if you come to Discovery Church, there's a cross, and it's actually been a part of the church since it was planted, uh, which goes back, it'll be 20 years next mm-hmm. year, I think. Uh, five and a half years or so before I got here. And there's a cross that hangs over the stage. It's been a part of Discovery since day one, when that little tribe of people planted this church way before I got here. And we've preserved that. But when the mayor came, as you saw, we have a sign that goes over the cross. And some people get really uncomfortable with that. You're covering up the cross. And I get it because when I first thought of the idea and truly make it – because if you take that cross out of that room, our auditorium, it doesn't really look like a church. Right at all it, you know it looks like an auditorium yeah. and um there's people who have expressed some discomfort and tension in that and what i've said to them when we've been able to have a conversation is me too i when i f- first had the idea i immediately dismissed it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then i started thinking about okay why am i so uncomfortable with that and is it because of what i've grown up with mm-hmm. is that is jesus is that jesus in that or is that more of a religious spirit that is driving that that particular conversation. So I get it. I mean, people are uneasy. People are uneasy with "who our church sign," and so the church is taking a back seat. No, Jesus is at the center of of everything that you know we're going to do at the hub. I mean, every event that's there, whether it's secular or not, uh, we're gonna we're gonna pray for the people that are having events yeah. there, and we're not and we're not going to be bashful about telling them, "You come have your event here, great. You know, do what you want. We're gonna be praying for. you. There's gonna be a group of people praying for you." You know, we came up with this idea, we're doing some prayer stuff last week of hub chaplains, which I'm really excited about, just volunteers Mm -hmm. who are going to hang out at the hub from time to time and just be quietly praying for the people that are sitting out there having coffee or having meetings or whatever they're doing. Um, So, But I get it. I mean, the, the, the feeling is real, but it causes us to reevaluate everything. And what I said to our tribe on vision night is true. If you drive by our building... And you point to it, and you tell a friend, "There's my church, and none of us are here. You're wrong, yeah, it's not your church. it's a building mm-hmm. because your church is us. Church is the people, you know this thing we do on the weekends, the gathering is an event, but it's not the church, but that is a mindset that's an American church mindset that we've developed that you know church is the place that I go to rather than church is the tribe that I'm a part of, yeah, and so I get it. I, all those questions have made me feel a little squeamish along this yeah. journey, but you know we got great elders in this place who are visionary, and we're not like, what can we do that's cool and nobody mm-hmm. else is doing it? Mm-hmm. But they are open to the fact, what's God leading us to do, and where's He taking His church, and, and how can we t- continue to make church and Christian something that is... Or can we reinvent church and Christian in such a way that it's more attractive to people that don't want anything to do with it.
0: Well, and I think this gives, um, like we said, people who don't normally go into a church, who wouldn't normally go into a church, when they walk through the doors, um, if it's dropping a kid off for preschool, if it's just going to have a lunch meeting or doing a co-op thing or whatever it is that they're doing here in the building, when they come in, I think one of my hopes, and I know one of yours, is that they just, something's different. Mm-hmm. Something's different about this place. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but there's something that I feel when I walk into that space. I feel safe. I feel seen. Right. And what they don't know is that they're experiencing the Holy Spirit in that yeah, moment. Yeah, no doubt. And that's what we get to offer. You right. know, that's what, that's what we get to offer in a way that's not like, here's a track. Go yeah. listen to this. Yeah. We don't have to offer it in a way of, you have to come and listen to this sermon. You have to yes. come and do this. It's a way that we can do life beside other people. And I think that for me, that's what I'm most excited about is to be able to do life with a group of people that I may not come into contact with in any other way. Does yeah. that make sense? No,
1: it makes perfect sense. You know, and it's funny because I was in the lobby last week and talking with a couple of ladies in our church who are both, um, a little older than me, uh, both of them in their, in their seventies and, um both of those ladies said to me we're so excited about this hub because at our age we don't really get the opportunity to interact with unchurch people mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. Uh, most of our friends are church people and and all of that and that's true at every age i mean most yeah. christians hang out with christians it's just yeah. what it is so this gives us an opportunity to to bump into and and to hopefully do a little life alongside of you know I'm, i have a dream of and we've talked about it uh, our staff, even being out there in the hub working, take your laptop. I mean there's times when all of us need to be locked down and be able to concentrate, but if not, if you're returning emails or you can do something in the hub, go out there just to be in the presence of of people and uh, not you know for the sake of trying to initiate a spiritual conversation, yeah, but just to create a presence uh, that brings exactly what you're talking about that spirit i we were off the grid with the elders this past weekend and one of the elders said something i thought was so good he said we're trying to what we're doing is we are creating an entity that is going to behave as the church should and i stopped him and i said man i got to write that down so that that's what the city hub vision is all about and it's going to be stealth we're not going to be in your face it's not going oh you want some coffee how about some jesus to go with your yeah, coffee yeah But it is an opportunity for us to say, we will share this resource that God has given us, this incredible building in the middle of our city. We're going to share it with you. Yeah. And we're going to give you access to it. And if you want to book it for a concert and, oh, it's not a Christian band, guess what? You can do that. Yeah. Here, you want to have your corporate event here. You can do that here. And, And the branding thing, I think, is big in that because... Part of changing the sign, we not only changed the sign, which we have a temporary one up now. The the cooler cooler one's coming, but we changed, as you know, we changed all the signage in our lobby yeah. to digital. So mm-hmm. we took down signs, and now everything's a monitor, which yep. is really cool, by the way. Yeah. It's got a great look and feel. But when you come here as XYZ Corp and you want to have your meeting here, mm-hmm. you don't. You come in, it's branded you. Yeah. To really say, no, we're serious about sharing this with you. Yeah. Right? It's not, you come in here and, you know, you're going to have to deal with the Bible sitting on every other chair and and all that stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that we're taking the steps to say, we want this to be your space. When you're using it, we want this to be a resource, and asset to you. And we live in a town, as you know, that is growing like crazy. Mm-hmm. Colorado Springs is we we're always in the top 3 most desirable places in the country to live. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a beautiful. Yep. It's a beautiful place. And part of what informed our vision, Jesus informs our vision here, but part of of what led to this dream is our city is telling us we don't have enough event space. I mean, we're 60 70 miles north of Pueblo. People yep. are taking events to Pueblo to the convention center down there and a few other meeting places because there's no space. There's not enough space mm-hmm. in Colorado Springs. So our city's telling us we need more event space yeah. in Colorado Springs, and there's a desperate need for quality preschool space. Yeah, More and more kids uh, <laughs> popping out in our city. So, so we're really doing this because God put it on our heart, but we're also, the cool part is we're responding to something that our city says is a real need. And so I just, that's what gets me most excited about it.
0: That's really cool to hear. Um, so I think what's, what's next is what we've got the preschool to look forward to. We've got the coffee shop to look forward to. We're hoping for some concerts. And in that, um, people that wouldn't normally come in the building, like we said before, hopefully this will take some barriers down. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it will not only just encourage, but say, hey, this is a safe space. Yes, This is a space where you can come in as you are and that we believe that God's going to meet you right there. Yes. No matter how your story reads, no matter, like we say on Sundays, no matter what you did or who you last did it with, no matter what your story looks like, you're safe in this place. And so they can experience community in the week, but then also get richer and deeper community if they come on the weekends and during small groups and just what we want for them is more relationship and it's more about what we want for for you. Yes. And the relationships that we want for you than than anything else really. Like we want you to be able to bump into who he really is mm-hmm. and not come in with a um the disposition of this is who I have to be for him to meet me. Yes. Does that make sense? No, it's good. And so um I think that so many people are would be excited for this kind of opportunity within their church body. And so many people would be uncomfortable with it. Like mm-hmm. there's a good mix of both of those, you know. And like you said, Christians, we tend to hang out with each other. We, we tend to right. migrate towards each mm-hmm. other. Um, and part of that is for fear of having conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Part of that is, oh, my gosh, I need to kind of stick close to the safe zone. And so I think this, it, what's cool is this pushes us outside of that. It pushes us outside of that safe zone of that comfortable space where we get to bump into people that we wouldn't normally bump into, where they get to bump into people that they wouldn't normally bump right. into, and to see off oh, from both sides, you're not so bad, right. Oh, you're not so bad,
1: yeah, you know, and it's consistent, Haley, as you know, in the last two, or three years, you know with with well more than that five years now, God's had me and us on a journey of. The DMM stuff, disciple making movement mm-hmm. stuff, and and really, I'm heading out to Africa next month to see it firsthand. What God is doing and how you know who Jesus is and the gospel is ex, is just exploding in in territories and places that are much harder than the culture we have in the U.S. I yeah. mean, and 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 um, but it's not happening here. And so you know, we've had we've had this awakening to we're we got to live as a sent people that yeah. we got to push our people out. You know um you know live your faith and share your life and take it where you live learn work and play so that's been a focus of ours for a few years now we're doing yeah. discovery groups and stuff like that groups that aren't building centric we're not we're saying yeah. hey no don't host your group here host it in your house mm-hmm. and pull a few friends and neighbors in so there's been this this shift in our thinking to more of a scent culture here at DCC and i think this fits you know hand in glove with that in that we're saying to our people now we're not only sending you out and we're equipping you and empowering you to go, coming alongside you, coaching you, but we're also going to open the doors yeah, invite and invite in. them in here uh, and share our building with them. That God, you know, we just looked at this thing. We said, man, this is the most underutilized asset that we have as a church by far. It's sitting dark and empty way too often. And I don't think that's the best use of what God's given us with this building. It's 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 a pretty cool place. And so... Yeah, it's it's kind of a both end. You're sent, now go, and they're coming here. So be a sent people and sit in the lobby with them and have yeah. coffee and interact with them and just watch and see. Just What does God do with that? You know what? I think he's going to do some cool stuff with that.
0: Yeah, and I think it's not that big, scary monster. Yes. It's not the... I have to go and be an evangelist. Yes. I have to go and I have to know my Bible from front to back and yes. I have to be able to quote scripture and yes. I have to read only the King James Version because that's <laughs> yeah. the most fun version. Yes. But you don't have to do all these things in the same way that it's removing barriers for unchurched people. Right it's removing barriers for church people. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so it's removing the need to know all the answers before mm-hmm. you enter into the conversation. Right. To know that we're giving, more or less, we're just trying to give the Holy Spirit space. No doubt. To work and us say, we're going to try to get out of your way right. the best way that we can and be who you called us to be Right. the best way we can and see someone who people don't see. That's exactly right. And walk up and say, "How's your day?" Yeah. And not, "Do you know who Jesus is?" Right. Um Yeah. So, I love that. So, um what is something if there are people listening that are not here in Colorado Springs, they're not going to they're not going to get to experience this here physically with us. Right. And they think, "Man, I want part of this. Like what can I do from where I'm at uh to make this a reality for me, to make this a reality for my family? How can I love like that? How can I disciple in that way? Um, what are some things that people can do no matter where they live that can just catch on to this and be like a wildfire?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know that I'm the best guy to ask that question to, Haley. I mean, we we run with some people and in circles. that are so much people that are so much smarter on this stuff than than I am. But there is something to this idea that you embrace the fact that i am a sent person wherever i live learn work and play i just love those four categories because i think it captures all of our yeah. lives right the essence of our lives and so what does it look like for me to live sent today you know in the cubicle in a conversation with my with my um coworker my friend you know whatever whoever it might be the big thing that i really think we've got to we've got to come to terms with is no pressure. Yeah. Would you just push the valve and release yeah. the pressure that, you know, just do life and do relationship with people and watch what God does with that. That doesn't mean there's never a time or place to have a conversation. But, you know, I, I just think about, you know, when Jesus sent out the 12 and the 72 and he sends them out and he sa- He He tells them, you're looking for a particular type of person who is open and warm to the conversation, calls them persons of peace and and they're all around us in the world. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to force the issue, right? I mean, it's but the relationship and just, man, love, lead with love. You know, that's one of our hills we die on here. Yeah. I'm going to actually talk about it this weekend. We're in this Multiply series right now, mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to talk about how not only we have a core value, a hill we die on, lead with love, it's the foundational value of our seven that all the yeah. rest of the values sit on. Because if we're not doing that, we're really missing it. Yeah. Just put yourself in a position, love people, be open to conversation. It doesn't even have to be about the Roman road or drawing the bridge illustration on a napkin or anything like that, and just watch what God does with that. But just this mindset of, you know, I'm an ambassador. I'm a sent person. Mm-hmm. In every environment I'm gonna walk into today, it's really it's really changed me. I, and I don't... And here's the other thing I wanna say, Haley. I don't live this stuff out like I should. I don't. How it has changed with me over the last several years is... I'm much more engaging with everybody that I encounter outside of this place. Yeah. Um, I think of, you know, the the waiter or waitress at at the restaurant. I'm much more engaged with yeah. them, more caring for. I want them to. I tip them well. <laughs> um, it's the little things, but I'm just I'm much more intentional about. Hey, you know who 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 do I need? Who's God putting in front of me to love today? Yeah, and not a, not scared of a conversation. But I don't have to force it or make it make it happen.
0: Well, and I think that's that's the thing. You know, when people are walking into our lobby when they're walking into City Hub, what is yep. City Hub? And we get to say, This is who God's put in front of me to love today. Yep. And the question can then be, you wanna grab a cup of coffee. Right. You wanna go to dinner? Yep. You wanna just sit and talk? What's your right. next fifteen minutes look like? Right. It's not like you said, it's not sitting out drawing illustrations for how they can come to know who God is. They get to know who God is through relationship with you and experience Him through you, right. and get to experience um, what He was always meant to be. Yeah, and without I, a lot of barriers, and so. Um,
1: I, and I want to make a shameless plug here yeah, for please. for uh, Roy Moran, Pastor Roy Moran in Kansas City, and his book "Spent Matches." Um, Read that book. Uh, check out DMM, Disciple Making yeah. Movement Stuff. There's some awesome stuff out there about how to engage in conversations and walk into this stuff in a non-threatening, easy way yeah. that is not the stuff that we've been taught in church world for centuries now. It's better. It's different. It's it's easier. It's much more conversational and much more who we all are as American Christians. Yeah. And so if you haven't, if you haven't read that book, read that book. Check out the DMM stuff, um, some really good stuff out there
0: that will help with that. Thank you. We will. Thank. Hey, Greg, thank you for mm-hmm. being in here thank with you, me. Pastor and, Haley. Me and Steve and Ella Ella today in these nice pleather chairs mm-hmm. that we've been <laughs> <laughs> relaxing in. Uh, we look forward to coming to you with Episode 6 coming up. Be ready to check that out and be on the lookout for City Hub, guys. We're so excited yeah. for that. Hey, thanks for joining us for today's episode of the Curious
1: Friends Podcast. If you want to find out more about our guest, please check the show notes. If you would like to get connected with us, we would love to hear from you. And you can do that by sending us a DM on Instagram or Facebook, or you can email us at CuriousFriendsPodcast at Discovery.Church. If you like this podcast, please share it with someone. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Please join us next time for some more great conversation. And like always, stay curious, friends.